This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, an instant reaction edition here in the parking lot in the Ford Escape of yours truly, David Lake, joined by Gabby Urrutia. Gabby, tough game. Miami loses 30-28. to 28. Had a chance to win the game at the buzzer. Andy Borregala's 33-yard field goal that bangs off the left upright. Tough way to lose. Uh, Miami definitely battled, battled back into the game, I think it's fair to say. Um, you know, I also think it's fair to say maybe Virginia... Virginia seemed to be the better the team for most of the game. And uh, Miami, though, they kept swinging, kept fighting, and, and almost kind of stole one at the end. I think Virginia led the entire game. Um, but where do you want to start, man? I, I guess for me, there's two just bang, bang, kind of crushing, unlucky plays from my perspective when I look back at this game. First off, I think it's the third quarter. Uh, Dontavious Wicks touchdown went for 36 yards, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Clark makes a tremendous play on the ball. And if he does pick it, it's going to be one of the best defensive plays of the year for the Hurricanes. Very impressive play that he even got in position to make the play. I think he got his hands on the ball. Yeah. I can't really tell. I got to rewatch it. Um but it seems like he got his hands on the ball. Somehow it, it got loose and it like bobbled on Dontavious Wick's back as he rolls over and the ball pops up in the air and he catches it for a touchdown on his back. That's a big swing in the game. So that's kind of the number one gut punch. And then the number two was just what I was talking about, the Andy Borregales, uh miss field goal. He is a good kicker, and, uh, you know, guys, kickers are going to miss, especially in college. Um, I don't really fault Manny Diaz for – he said he wasn't playing for the field goal. Um, They just kind of got some stops on first and second down, and and they decided to settle for the kick once third down came. But that's how I kind of view it. You know, I think Virginia – was the better team for most of the night. Miami kept swinging. I think Tyler we'll, – we'll, we'll get into Tyler Van Dyke later, I guess. But what do you think about those two bang-bang plays? Is there anything else that kind of stands out when you think of, back about this game big picture-wise, Gabby? I mean, I think those two really are the ones that stand out the most. I mean, just a really just a terrible break on that Marcus Clark ball. And he goes up with it. I mean – I think 99 times out of 100, that ball just hits the ground and it's just an incomplete pass. And, you know, but the ball just bounced, just stayed right. I mean, that's just like a huge, that's just a huge swing that goes Virginia's way. But, I mean, ultimately, I think Miami put themselves in a position to even, for, for these two plays to really even stand out. Like, you know, I thought that there was a lot of just, 
missed opportunities just throughout the throughout the game and just you know the, the fact that it even came down to a field goal at the end of the day, at the end of the game for them to still have a chance to win this game at the end uh despite the fact that they trailed the entire time i mean um it's frustrating but uh yeah, man, it's it's really tough, just those two breaks. And, you know, I really think Andy Borgales makes that field goal a lot of the time. And, you know, it's just an unfortunate circumstance that he didn't. And it just cost Miami the win, really. But there was a lot of other factors, too, that went into that. Let's talk about Tyler Van Dyke, right? Started his first real game. Um, you know, he started last week against Central Connecticut State. Uh, but this is a whole different deal, playing against Virginia, right? Um you know, I think Tyler Van Dyke obviously finished the game 15 to 29 for 203 and one touchdown passing. Took a lot of sacks. That 24 yard scramble for a touchdown was impressive. I didn't really know he had that in him. Um, so that was good to see. I still don't feel like you can necessarily classify him as mobile, but I guess maybe once he gets ahead of steam going, he, he can move pretty good. You know, I, I think we kind of expected this from Tyler, and, and this was one of the reasons why we felt like, you know, we predicted Virginia would win this game, right? Tyler, in his first start against a real team, started slow in the first half. I think in the first quarter, they went three and out on all three of their drives. Um, halftime happened, and he found a rhythm early in the third quarter. It seemed like, it seemed like, so Corey Flagg got that interception. So Miami had the ball deep in Virginia's territory. Um, it was a, I think, first and second down were a struggle. And then Tyler threw a very nice pass on an out pattern corner route to uh, Mike Harley in the end zone, beautifully placed. And it seemed like from that point on, it clicked for Tyler. And I would like to, I got to go do the math and uh, put the numbers together. But I, I'm curious from that point on what his numbers were as a passer because it seemed like things started clicking, things started opening up. You could really tell he he does push the ball nicely. Um, Charleston Rambo had some nice catches in, in the third and fourth quarters. Um, so it was kind of a tale of two halves for Tyler, which is kind of what we expected being his first start. But I think in the second half you saw glimpses of potential of what he can be now he still still needs to keep getting better right um i don't think the second half performance was necessarily anything special but i think there was things there that were encouraging yeah and that's just i mean i think that was like what you're saying encouraging david like what we saw from him like off the bat i feel like if we get second half tyler van dyke in the first half i think miami probably wins the game um, I think if this is Tyler Van Dyke's second start, maybe like he just kind of finds that rhythm, gets into that groove. Maybe the offense doesn't total ten yards, ten total yards in the first quarter, and you know maybe they put themselves in a better situation coming out of the gate. But uh, you know, I thought he was, I thought he was okay. I thought he showed flashes. You know, um, you know, I, again, we thought that he was going to be a guy that held the ball a little bit too long. He did that. I feel like more than a few times. Um, he does have that weird arm angle. So like, I feel like he is limited in terms of how much he could really push the ball down the field. I think he does have some juice in that arm, but I mean, I do think that there's 
some stuff lacking there too so i mean again i feel like this is very early on tyler van dyke i'm interested to see how he sort of continues to develop if he is the guy moving forward if neither dear king and it doesn't sound like jake garcia is going to be back anytime soon so you know if this is the tyler van dyke show moving forward i mean i am encouraged about a few things um i do think that there's a lot of stuff he has to clean up that's natural for a first time starter so you know um Again, there's some good, some bad. I'm not sure he's going to be the guy that's going to win you a ton of games. But, um, you know, let, let's see. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by, by some of the stuff he showed. But um, I also have my concerns naturally just, um, right. just based on others. Yeah, he, he needs to play a complete game. And you mentioned Jake Garcia, right? So he was out for the game. Manny Diaz said after the game, Jake Garcia... Maybe he'll be back sometime in November. Uh, I guess he aggravated an ankle injury during Central Connecticut State game, swelled up on him that night, and they, uh, I guess they did x-rays or whatever they did to look at it, and he needs some time off. So that's disappointing. Would have been nice to see what he could do with the offense against this Virginia team. Uh, there was a lot of guys out, Gabby. Um, Derek King, of course. He was doing some light tossing early. I don't know what to make of that. Um, wasn't really putting much velocity on his throws, but he at least was uh, doing a throwing motion, you know, light 10 to 15 yard tosses pregame. Alblades Jr. was out. Uh, Jared Harrison Hunt and Jordan Miller were both out, which meant more Leonard Taylor, who I think flashed a lot of ability yeah. at times. Uh, Manny Diaz said Jared Harrison Hunt and Jordan Miller both expected back for North Carolina. Mari Carter also held out for the second straight week. So Miami was shorthanded. Also, too, Tyreek Stevenson didn't play in the second half. He he got nicked up like in the last minute of the second quarter, didn't return the rest of the way. Um, So Miami was nicked up, but they kept battling. I guess just oh, defense. Let's let's talk about defense, and then we'll we'll go big picture, and then end on recruiting. Defense. I feel like the defense got better uh, in the second half. Would you agree with that? And, yeah. and just seemed like they they decided to play more man coverage, play tight. Uh, pass rush was maybe getting home a little bit better in the second half. I don't know what what were your thoughts on the defense overall. Miss tackles still an issue, kind of. But I guess it wasn't as atrocious as, as Michigan State. No, it, it wasn't as atrocious as, as, Michigan, as Michigan State, but I think that's partially because there was no Kenneth Walker there either. Um, I, I do think the missed tackles are still sort of a problem. Again, it was a lot better in the second half. Um, you know, I thought the pass rush was okay, but just okay. I didn't think it was anything spectacular. I think Brennan Armstrong did them a couple favors by, you know, holding the ball really, really long, which we thought he might do, uh, you know, coming into this one. Cause again, he does want to push the ball down the field. So I thought Miami got a coverage sack or two that might make their, their sack totals or, and tackle for loss numbers look maybe a little bit better than they might've been otherwise. But, um, you know, I thought the defense again, I thought it was just like, they were, there was times where I like there was just like three and outs. Like I think they had that those four straight stops, and it's just like all right, like this defense could be really good. They're doing a really good job against this passing attack. And there was other times where you know, I feel like Brandon Armstrong missed a couple opportunities where you know he could have exposed Miami a little bit more. I thought Virginia's wide receivers helped out Miami some too by dropping some passes that could have made it look a little bit worse too. So, you know, 
I'm not entirely sure what to make of it. I'm not. I'm not completely sold on the defense. I like. I feel like the highs are high. Like you know, they can get when they get rolling and everything sort of clicks. They look really good. But then I feel like you know, you pick up that first down. I don't think they're very good on third down either. And I feel like once they once a the team picks up that first first down and just sort of gets gets rolling, like I just get nervous. It almost feels like a team can drive down and score on them. Uh, almost any drive, and you know, again, I feel like they look good at times, but it's not good enough to me that I, I feel comfortable about them, and especially not about tackling. Yeah, third down was disappointing. Um, Virginia converted nine of eighteen on yeah. third down. Uh, Virginia also had more sacks on the day, which nobody saw coming. I don't think four sacks to Miami's three. Um, so yeah, I think the first half. Miami's defense was not good. Second half, it was passable. Um, let's go big picture here, and and then recruiting, and we'll wrap this up. So Miami's now two and three. They have lost five straight games to Power Five teams. If you go back to last year, um, you know, you and I both predicted this would be a ten and two team at at this, you know, in the preseason. That's already not going to happen, uh, unfortunately. Where's this team going to go from here? Uh, They get to rest up, regroup maybe in the bye week. We know, unfortunately, what Manny Diaz does coming off bye weeks. Hopefully that's a trend that can change. But Miami is going to face a North Carolina team that, yes, is struggling, but still... I think very talented and very dangerous offensively and they have the personnel to give this Miami team a lot of issues. Um, So even just be but let's talk beyond North Carolina, right? Should we recalibrate? I mean, we have recalibrated our expectations, but at this point is six and six going to be a good season for this team. Like just from what we know now and what we've seen, can this team get to six wins? I can't believe we're having this conversation. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess they could. Derek, Derek's health is a big deal in yeah. this to me. Yeah, and honestly, like, I think it's a bigger deal than, like, I, again, like, not saying that I didn't think Derek King was good, but, like, I thought that he might have been struggling, you know, maybe not playing the Derek King football that we saw last year at times. And, I mean, just seeing what this team sort of is without him 100%. And, like, I feel like this is a game De'Ara King would have been great in. But, I mean, regardless. They win. Yeah, I think they 100% win this game with with De'Ara King. You know, if he comes back, I might feel a little bit more optimistic. But if it's a, if it, it, if it is a long-term thing, which we don't know at this point, um, I mean, I'm looking at 6-6 six and six as, like, you know. Best case. Best case scenario because I'm looking at North Carolina in 16 days. Definitely not feeling good about that. Um, NC State, I mean, just beat Clemson. I mean, can we feel good about that? You got Pitt in there as well, who's always a tough team. I mean, I just feel like you can't look at another game on Miami's schedule like the rest of the way and just say, like, no for a fact they're going to win that game. Like Florida State. Flor- uh, I mean, other than Florida State. I'd, feel, I'd still feel pretty good about that one now. Maybe Duke. Um, but, I mean... I could easily see a six win season. Like, I mean, and then at the same time, like if they play that second half football for four quarters, like, you know, I could see them winning, like stringing together a couple wins. Like, it's just like, it's just so disappointing how they just can't put it together for a full game. And, you know, they'll always show you a little bit to like 
maybe show you those flashes of optimism like it can be this but it just never will be for for four quarters and it hasn't been yeah the tough thing is that virginia team was very average if we're being honest right i i think brennan armstrong is a good quarterback um i thought dontavius wicks would be more of a playmaker than he was that's his top receiver um you know they were missing their tight end which i think hurt them but the defensive personnel was extremely average. Miami couldn't really get loose until they wore them down in, in the fourth quarter and late. Um, so, yeah, it's just tough to feel extremely optimistic that Miami can totally turn around this season in terms of, you know, winning eight or nine games. I have a hard time right now feeling like that. But, you know, again, I think if this team can go out and win six games just from what we know of them right now today you know unfortunately that would be a uh, a good record for this team so recruiting uh unfortunately or fortunately i don't know how we should view this this, i don't know how to miami had some big time targets on campus and manny diaz now is mr recruiting all about recruiting right yeah he's He's banging the table about recruiting. This is the only way forward. So tell us who was who was in the stands checking out the Canes against Virginia. Yeah, you know, for it being a Thursday night, for it being a school night, you know, this was a this was a pretty a pretty there was a pretty significant amount of recruits here. I mean, just in the class of 2022, you got, you know, the nation's top tight end in Jalil Skinner. Uh, you got five star defensive lineman Shamar Stewart. You got uh, Nigel e. Kelly. Uh, a top 100 player in the class you got who else we have have, you have wesley besaint who showed up that you know no one was really certain that he was going to come or you know wasn't really expected and you know he made it in i mean you got four of your biggest defensive targets on campus uh i i think that's just a huge deal uh and then in the class of 2023 you got five-star wide receiver jalen brown uh, you got top two, four, seven defensive lineman, Ruben Bain. Like, you know, th- there was, it, it was a loaded group of guys, you know, like, again, like despite Miami being a two uh, coming into this game, being a two and two team, all that stuff, like guys they're still, interested. yeah, guys are interested and still willing to, to make the trip over here for this Thursday night game with school in the morning and having to travel back and all that stuff. Like uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of intention sort of made to be at hard rock stadium and, you know, it's disappointing, and I guess maybe you could sell them on the fight in the fourth quarter, and that you battled through and all that stuff. Yuck! Yuck! Exactly. You wanna, you wanna show them, and you know, you you win that game at the end, and you could say, hey, you know what, we won it, we grinded it out, all that stuff. But just to come out on the other end of that, I mean, you have just four quarters of lead up to that one moment of just not getting it done at the end, and you know, it, it's just disappointing. It's it's disappointing, and. You know, you had an opportunity to impress a lot of guys, and I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure that they could walk away saying that they that they did. So, yeah. So here's the tough spot Manny Diaz is in right now, right? Obviously, you know, there's heat around him right now in terms of the fan base, uh, and rightfully so, not being pleased with the results. Right, starting the year two and three is not good enough. I think Manny Diaz would even tell you that himself. So right now he's banging the table about recruiting. You know, the only way to get out of this is to recruit. And I 1 million percent agree with that. The problem is we're in year three. And in year three, when you're not delivering on-field results, 
you know, it makes it really, really hard to, to recruit no matter how good of a salesman you are. And, uh, you know, even that I think is up for debate with Manny Diaz to be <laughs> quite frank. So recruiting is going to be tough, you know, and look, just because you want more time with recruiting doesn't mean, uh, you get more time. well, not even that because I, recruiting, what I'm trying to say is you can only pound the table for recruiting if you're going to add quality players. He added quality players in 2021. Mm-hmm. I think right now he has quality players committed, but it's only a nine-person class right now. You need to double that number with more quality players. Are they going to be able to do that um, with these results? We'll see. I will be highly impressed if they can pull that off. Um, also, too, they need to start thinking about how they're going to try and hold on to their current commits because I'm sure a bunch of big-time schools are going to start circling um, now that Miami is 2-3. and three. So, bye week coming up. Um, I don't know about you, Gabby. I'm probably going to go to some dark place <laughs> this uh, this weekend, probably fire up some Mario Cristobal press conferences oh, on YouTube. <laughs> just geek out. You're just going to start, you're just gonna start what do you the think? whole process. Yeah, I mean gotta start figuring some stuff out right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna start figuring out which of my my guys on my short list who who i like best in a press conference so i'm gonna i'm gonna start figuring that out uh i don't blame you for doing that should be a fun weekend of college football Um, so i'm looking forward to take that in as a fan and uh till next time guys thanks for listening and uh take care